0: Thanks for tuning in for the Go Unite podcast. We are the founders of Go Unite. I'm Michael Christensen, and I've been in the nonprofit sector for about eight years now. I mainly work in the arts.
1: I'm Ian Harris. I call myself a designer, a thinker, and a maker. I'm Corey. I'm just here.
0: He's our friend. Hello! <laughs> Go Unite is a massive undertaking which aims to make our communities better functioning, uh, more vibrant places to live, getting people involved in causes, and more engaged.
1: We have more details about what Go Unite is in our white paper, and that's on our Patreon, but we're here doing this for you guys to get to know us. our main goal is to get to know other people that are like-minded, that want to better their communities and better their lives. And for us to test our ideas and defend them and and work them out some more. And for me to argue (laughs) with these two fools.
0: (laughs) Here we go, here
2: we go.
0: So, yeah, this is our very first uh, Go Unite podcast. We're here at the lovely uh, CounterPoint Uh, Studios and of course Midnight Records is the uh, kind of the power behind all this. Uh, First of all, thank you very much, Kent, for recording and uh, uh, just recording this for us. Thanks, Kent. Yeah. (laughs) So who who do we have here? Who's here and why? Corey's here. Yeah. Why Why are you here, Corey? I don't know. Why am I here? (laughs) This isn't an existential question. I'm just wondering, like, why Why (laughs) are you here? Why am I
2: here? (laughs) I don't know. I've searched for that answer for years and years
0: and years. (laughs) Okay. Never heard I'm of glad uh, you're I su- here I, I, s- I
2: suppose I'm here to uh, share my my mind, my thoughts, my ideals, my ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that's exactly right. We want to we want to hear your counterbalancing perspectives on all this. And then, of course, we have
1: so, also. I'm Ian, and I'm just always here when there's a good conversation. Cool. I try to be.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And you you help you help edify every conversation you're a part of. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Yeah. So Corey, what are you doing on your phone?
2: Texting Omar.
0: Okay. Well, he can't get in here. It's too late. He's already I'm begun. To tell him. I'm okay. To tell so him. the the backbone, or rather, one of the backbones of Go Unite, is the idea that all of our human systems, like uh, like for example, project management systems, like following up with volunteers, having agendas. Um, you know, just methods of communication are all fundamentally based upon rule structures, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that the future of all of this is that these rule structures are going to be encoded into games because games, in my line of thinking, are both uh, endowed with the, uh, the usefulness and utility of rules, but they also have the user interface you know the the fun experiential aspect to them that make people want to play them and so the most
1: more than yeah. any other narrative telling mechanic or whatever you call it more than movies or books or
0: well yeah because anything. you know like a movie or a book would be you know it wouldn't have dynamic rule structures that you could necessarily play out you know whereas a game you can participate in it so about, yeah.
1: What about choose your own adventure books?
0: Are, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, okay.
1: Those are, those are actually kind of like.
0: Games. so, no, so we're talking
2: about gamification. Yeah. Inside the nonprofit
0: world, or inside. Okay. Yeah. The world? Yeah. So, like the the local community, like yeah. So nonprofits, you know, mid tier, low tier nonprofits, uh, schools, local governments, yeah.
2: You want to gamify the government?
0: Local governments, okay. yeah. Okay, so I guess
2: I guess what I want to know is how you found out about gamification itself the process of Bringing in different Things into the workplace to make it more fun and enjoyable
0: Well, I I kind of came about it in a weird kind of way. I was trying to create my own like life management system where you know I'd have like my to-do list and I would have the like a list of books that I wanted to read and I would have like things that I learned and I started to like create this kind of algorithm of how all these different bits of information would plug in together like for example something that I learned in a book can now plug into you know my to-do list of things I want to buy because maybe the book you know talked about something that was worth buying and so I kind of built this very elaborate, ridiculously elaborate, you know, just kind of life management budget kind of everything system and it it dawned on me I think you could encode this kind of thing into a society and have it just like on the whole operate efficient uh, you know, more efficiently and self-referential, you know, be self-referential to itself. I guess that's redundant. But then, you know, as I was thinking about this, I thought nobody but me is going to give a crap about any of this. Mm. Right. This is ridiculous. Basically, I'm just kind of computer coding my life, and nobody's going to care about that.
1: And that's that's one thing I've been thinking about is how do you make a game that's useful for everyone, for like a broader group of people than just the person who's making it? Yeah, because that exactly. what's yeah. kind of challenging.
0: Well, yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's exactly where I mean. I guess I, this doesn't answer what you just said, but mm-hmm. I guess that's where I got into games. It's because I had a friend who was talking about gamification, and he was specifically talking about like uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, like corporate gamification, right. but like you mm-hmm. get badges. That's and,
2: basically all yeah. I really know about gamification okay. is the corporate side of it.
0: Yeah, and so he was talking about that, but when he said that term, and I was more or less unfamiliar with it, I thought of like. Like immersive game experiences. Like I know that games like Dungeons & Dragons have a bad rap but I mean something where it's just like you inhabit a character and you inhabit a story mm-hmm. and there are very you know there's a lot of freedom in that narrative but there's also very clear rules and structures that help you know guide decisions so that you as your character are just focusing on your specific goal and the, the system as a whole has you know is is anchored in these rule structures that make it easier for people to so
2: you just no go ahead so yeah. basically with the holidays coming up you want to turn like donating coats and things into a giant game for everyone
0: um, I mean that would be one example of something that you could gamify okay. um, yeah I mean but I, I think also I'd be interested in like the full you know end to end structure of you know how you know, how does that organization operate you know what you know and how is that organization functioning in a way that could maybe collaborate with another organization and gamify their system? So it's as much—it's not as much about—I mean, it is about gamifying a specific organization and a certain program, but it's also what I'm—you know—we're kind of gunning for—is how do you make it just kind of a a platform that's available to organizations everywhere? So different organizations can plug into it. So your code example would be part of it. But it's not the full extent of it. It's just one aspect of the and bigger ecosystem. Of
1: circling back to the whole corporate gamification point, the I think the difference between corporate gamification and what you were talking about, where it's an immersive thing, is like the corporate side is when it's just people who don't play games and like you yeah. gotta get on these game things because they're hot and it's yeah. gonna get the people involved and everything it seems patronizing yeah and then I'll the other side patronizing. yeah the other side is people who do play games who want to turn more mundane things into the fun things that are immersive like i guess the things i they understand to is
0: yeah
2: is how you want it because i know there's a lot of companies out there that that's basically what they do is gamify the workplace yeah mm-hmm. And I think it's the most ridiculous thing.
0: Well, why? Why is it? I mean, I don't necessarily disagree, but why Why do you think that that particularly is? And what, I guess, like, what is it? In your mind, what is it and why is it patronizing? Well, I think, so I think
2: the corporation I recently just worked for, I think the way they tried to introduce gamification is they made us all join, like, a company, Facebook. Okay. And through this, if you, like, you shared like stories like personal stories or pictures or you were able to like start conversations and everybody else was able to jump on and if you did this you got points and then mm-hmm. with these points you were able to bid on certain items from that the company sold
0: okay and so did uh, you participate maybe a week why did you stop
2: it just was it was it was pointless, basically. But, but why did you try did it? Uh did have points. No. <laughs> uh, we were forced. Well, we weren't oh. forced to, but we basically were all required. You were encouraged we to. We were very <laughs> highly so encouraged. would to. you
0: have a similar aversion to, say, your boss coming in and saying something like, we're going to now be using this email system, so now you got to get a new email? Would you be equally averse to something like that, where like the boss is just coming in and saying, we're just going to change our systems up a little bit.
2: Well, not entirely, because that's that's your job. That's what you're required to do. If they want a new email, you got to sign up for a new email.
0: And so your problem is only when they're trying to encourage or mandate fun or, like, community. I suppose. So, yeah. Then that's when it starts to feel like it's pandering. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily uh, that they want to improve. Yeah, I, could, I could agree with that. Okay. Well. Well. So, I mean, how is how is that bad ultimately? I mean, maybe it's kind of chintzy starting out because well, I mean, I think they think that a point or a edge is a
2: sufficient game. You yourself, I think things like Facebook started up because it was, it wasn't something that everybody like the government right now. They're able to use Facebook and corporations are able to use Facebook, mm-hmm. but nobody came out and said, just "Jump on this." It was just something that everybody's just organic. Yeah. So I think in right. a corporation, you need to have something organic, in that sense, for it to work out. And that's why I don't feel like gamification would ever really take off. But I mean, was it
0: really organic? I mean, because the creators of oh, Facebook it definitely were, was. I mean, it's organic that people took you know part in it. You know, that didn't necessarily have to happen. But the creators of Facebook, you know, they were they were trying to build that thing with great focus and deliberation. Well, I mean, it wasn't just randomly just popping up out of the air.
2: I guess all I know about it is it was the university from from the movie where it was just yeah. supposed to be like just the students on campus Mm -hmm. and then it expanded and it's grown into this. I don't, so I don't think it essentially, I don't think they started it in the, okay, I guess in the idea it organically grew into this huge. And I think that's, I think that's what you need with society and with everything. You need that initial thing that everybody wants to be a part of and jump on. I don't think you can force or encourage anybody to, to do that, I think it has to happen in some natural way.
1: Okay, that's such a weird thing too. With Facebook being so, like, so influential, oh, and then is. seemingly mandatory. Of yeah, at this point, it does seem mandatory. Right, like if, if we yeah, I've wanted to delete
2: it so many times, but at the same time, I feel like I'm going to be left useful.
0: out. Yeah, so well, so that brings me back to the question: Would you rather have just some kind of you know, ambiguous tech platform that just appears and everybody just has to use it and nobody who created it had a full understanding of what it was going to be and so they don't really respect the world that it's growing in or would you rather have something that has more of a vision and has more of like a, a mission statement to, to maybe oh, kind of get vision, around but what, how
2: are you going to get everybody on board with that vision?
0: Well, I mean that's that's where you know a podcast, for example. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're sitting Mm -hmm. in this room. Some kind of of way to just. Well, I mean that. Yeah, I mean that's why I think the discussion is important because you can kind of get into the headspace of the people who are creating You know, trying to create this kind of thing.
1: Because that's one thing that makes it so weird is nobody required Facebook to take responsibility for how influential they are. They kind of took that upon themselves Mm -hmm. to start adding in. Election Day reminders right. and yeah, like everything that they do as a, as a company is a choice that they made to like own up to something or to just yeah. be like, I don't, this, yeah. people are crazy, they're all <laughs> over this thing. I don't. And so you're saying like, uh,
0: just Facebook, all of its more socially minded features are all basically a response to what the users were making it do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which. Yeah, I, that's I, I what's so true. weird about yeah. it is they kind of just had to. They could have had a mission that included something, but something bigger. It's kind of turned into at
0: attractive people.
1: Its own thing, <laughs> yeah.
0: Get my likes. Gotta get my likes. <laughs> but that's gamification. I mean, it's a very boring. It's like it's like that's basically corporate gamification. Been, it's
2: yeah, likes. Totally. It is. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I mean,
1: just a way to collect your data, like. I mean, it that's is a it, <laughs> game of collecting your data. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean that's I mean that's kind of the scary part of gamification and you know automating all this is that, that like the game, you know, when you fulfill the requirement of the game on an automated system, you're basically doing kind of a punch card and participating in a preset system, and the system can gather all that information. And so that's kind of the scary part of gamification, you know, kind of leaning towards that. So that's why discussion would be useful. But
2: so, so your idea of gamification is so that more people want to be involved in their community.
0: I think it's I think it's like twofold. I mean, that's that's the biggest part is like creating a community that's designed for people, you know, who are, who have uh, a general community interest but don't have like a specific focus of how they want to work in the community. To have a, a easier way of getting involved, but then on the organizational end, to have a methodology of organizing that helps the organizations internally be better run.
2: And that that's what Go Unite is basically is yeah. to have the the uh, the network and the
1: it, yeah. yeah the yeah. the sharing resources okay. the communication the platforms. platforms yeah yeah. yeah
0: yeah and so kind of creating yeah like uh, the platform like the tech platforms, the the philosophy, you know helping to and bringing more people into conversations like these so that they can check and balance it yeah
1: it's it's kind of like a that's a cornerstone to it is being able to share all of that because equally important are it's uh the tools to actually do things, not just leave it with mm-hmm. that's what you would do. yeah it's more like. This is how you do it. And the Um, people can
2: share information of what's working in their program Mm -hmm. so you can copy what they're doing easily. Yeah. And nobody's really competing because everybody everybody in the nonprofit world essentially wants the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a competitive hurdle to get over, but I think... Right, because
2: you want your program to succeed, and there's only a limited amount of money. Which
1: Which brings up a good point with this whole thing of... (laughs) sharing into and uh, trying to consolidate resources and and information or knowledge or whatever into something usable like a hub like we're talking about where yeah it's kind of all of the information you could want on that but then there's also that competitive edge which is the way that we've well we evolve through right that way that's how
2: the market yeah. has determined so things. you always st- need competition.
1: Yeah. It's, it's Unless like a, everything's shared or does it? Well, I mean, That's, there's different types but would, of competition. Would you though. have growth if you don't have
0: competition? <clears throat> I mean, there's, yeah, there's different types of competition. Though. There's like the competition of, you know, I'm going to win at all costs and my enemy will die. Or there's a competition. Well, I don't like, want you to die, but I'm going <laughs> to win. <you know. laughs> but I mean, but then there's like a, a football competition or like a chess competition where it's like, you okay. know, when you're playing at a certain level, it's like, you're i mean you're you're not necessarily happy to lose but if you're going to lose you you want to well, lose I, to the best person I can on the see field that
2: competition is you want your program that all the other programs copy you want to be right. the program yeah. that everybody looks up to yeah. and wants to mimic yeah i can I, uh, I see that
1: yeah okay which is where the feature of of the incentives kind of ties into that whole sharing side of it where you can you get rewarded for sharing those kinds of things. Okay. And that's an equally important part of of a game this big and yeah. everything is being able to have that kind of competition.
0: Yeah, and kind of a, a reward structure that's built in place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another, I mean, because I, I actually don't like corporate gamification in its kind of traditional route because it does seem like it's kind of pandering, but I think. Oh, well, definitely. But I I think it is getting more towards, you know, Mm. narratives and stories and really more about experience. Because if you're going to follow rules and you have to follow rules in order to make a company work, you might as well try to make those rules, you know, streamlined and, you know, and and streamline them based upon what is a fun experience and what is a meaningful experience.
2: At what point would that experience just become work? Like, you can yeah. only play a game I'm, so many times before it just... I mean, that's why you got to come out with new games all the time. Yeah. It's because a game gets old and boring. Yeah, and, and so... And then it's just going to turn into work.
0: Well, yeah, I think... And I think that's uh, why
2: I don't like corporate gamification, because I don't think in the long run it would ever essentially work.
1: I'm hearing a few spectrums there of, of how to compare games, like having an incentive for doing things right and then being the goal being destructive of the one who chose wrong and then in kind of where you're heading it's like with corporate games they're too um they're trying to make too many steps for something that's mm-hmm. that's well, like a the, common yeah, thing. And my
2: job that's the last thing I want to do is an, an extra step. I'm yeah just-
0: yeah yeah, it's it's not integrated into the overall experience. It doesn't doesn't add on to what you're already going through. Right. But, I mean, like like uh, so. Let let's say that your job was to make. What is your job, Corey? I print labels. You print labels. Okay. So how would you, how would you make that more fun? If you had to, if there was a gun to your head and someone said, "Make your job more interesting," what would you do?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> I think I would do it if I was, if I had an idea of how to make okay. my job more interesting.
1: Okay, I think S- everybody would swap out the gun for a million dollars. I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have. <laughs> isn't that sad? I ain't scared yeah. to die, but I. Well, I mean, yeah, because
0: like, I guess my thinking is that uh, I mean, well, there's there's like different dimensions of it, right? So you have like corporate gamification, where you have a private business. You know, trying to create kind of these game environments. But I think that's very different than a community on the whole, creating an infrastructure whereby all these different organizations can create these systems and collaborate because it's just like the volume of opportunities, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the potential diversity for different types of games or ways to participate. It would just be like a different experience. Uh, I mean, cause um, it's, it's become, oh, yeah.
1: No, I'm. I'm just hearing this where you have like
0: Ian's making a graphic. Yeah, <laughs> of course. i have got to explain it. People <laughs> are see. listening. They can't see what you're. Well, I'll, I'll. walk it through. He's it it, yeah.
1: How, what is this kind he of diagram called? Stick call? figures
2: of his family. And I think there's a rainbow. And... And then a there's a graph. Is <laughs> okay. Okay, he's got a graph.
1: And yeah. So there are games that are actually meaningful things that you're doing. Like the goal of the game is more or less meaningful okay. and then the number of steps that are being added on to mm-hmm. this this process that could just yeah. be a basic process yeah. and then you have like the extra steps involved in sharing personal stories and trying to be friendly and everything yeah. and it's a less meaningful thing and all these extra steps and then the other example that we were giving what was that
0: which was like the diversity of opportunities to participate or what
1: of uh, non-corporate gamification totally lost it i got excited about the graph <laughs> <laughs> well it's good it's a handsome
0: it's a handsome achievement <laughs> um okay so but of
1: of how useful the game or how willing people would be to play it kind of depends well, on I guess where that's, it that's falls why on it, there. it
2: makes sense in the community because that's volunteer you're, you're volunteering your time and yourself at a job you're not necessarily volunteering yeah you know a lot of times get- you feel stuck and trapped because well there's many reasons for me it's because they pay me well and i know i have a hard time finding a job and the job that i would find would probably be less fulfilling yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you feel trapped, whereas in the community, that's like you, you can choose. You—you you have a choice to go there that day or not to go that day. Yeah. So I can understand how this would work within nonprofits In the community side. So I don't see how it would work.
0: Well, th- I think it would be. Um, no, sorry, Ingo.
1: No, no, just the goal being something that you, you like. To interrupt one another. Want to be involved in? Yeah. Everything.
0: Yeah. So I think. Yeah because i mean where so a corporation like a for-profit business is just a it's just a small community within a much larger community and it's harder to get in it's just like more exclusive it's like kind of an elite community in theory right Mm -hmm. yeah because not everybody can just kind of come through so you know and, and participate in a meaningful capacity and so my my thinking would be that if you if you have like maybe i'll jump on a graphic oh, here. Mm-hmm. people can't see our graphics. <laughs> well, I'll explain. describe it. So I'm drawing, I'm drawing a circle right now. It's like a big pizza pie, right? All right, looks like a flat earth. Like Is a, that where we're heading <laughs> now? <laughs> no, it's not a flat earth. It's a, it's a, well, maybe it will be. Okay, so now I'm going to draw little triangles to represent like a corporation. Okay, so right? those triangles look
2: like countries on this flat earth.
0: Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's like triangles within a giant sphere, right? So... The larger circle is the community. It's everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's everything within the community. And these triangles, these corporations, are a part of the community, but they're kind of, like, siloed, you know, parts of the community. So my thinking is, if we can create... And I'm going to draw, like, some cool, like, infrastructure lines for the circle. So now it looks okay, kind of like a so waffle. He's,
2: yeah, he's basically made a waffle with
0: pineapple on it. <laughs> okay, so this, it looks like, yeah, it's a pizza with that's no, that's a waffle okay so if, if the community pineapples. as a whole is structured to just be more accessible and you know more engaging and more reliably you know efficient like if like if you're a, non- a volunteer and you're going to different organizations you're going to get different mm-hmm. types of levels of you know efficiency and participation and experience but if it's more uh, consistent then it's my you know across like different organizations then the organizations like the for-profit organizations which are harder to enjoy are going to just as a result just have to be better have to be more interesting because if you participating at the community level are having a more enjoyable time than you are at your job and also if there's some kind of point system whereby, whereby by participating in the community you're getting points and maybe that trend this is the the big dream but those points translate to like rent or groceries and so in theory you could just you know,
1: true utility
0: yeah and just you know hop from different opportunity from different opportunity you know then the corporation's gonna have to be like well you know maybe we can pay cory a little bit more but i mean Corey's having a much better time just working in the community and he can get by so we have to make our job much more interesting, or like really or interesting, or their
2: job would just be obsolete, or get involved or with
1: helping the community. Yeah, it sounds like a, a manifesto for the human centering or individual centering revolution going on right now. Of yeah, I stand of, by that. <laughs> of designing things and thinking of who's who it's for first, rather than who it's benefiting. Because okay. that yeah, never yeah. quite Again, in designing games If it's the people who don't play games Trying to make a game It's going to be mm. Misshaped and whatever But if you're thinking of who is using it first And thinking like them Yeah, I suppose that's why I'm here Because
2: I'm in the corporate world And you're in the, the nonprofit world
0: That's right mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so this, yeah, this is what I'm trying to appeal to you That if, let's say that Okay, so you're from a nondescript small town USA place, right? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's say that your broader community was more efficient, more interconnected, more experiential based, and your job, your the corporation you work for had to take that into account. And they were forced Oh, your phone's buzzing. Please turn off all the <laughs> technological devices except for your recording <laughs> microphones. Continue. Do you want to share that with the class? Well, maybe you shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> well, it just, I mean, you're, okay, say that your company would have to, like, I, my assumption would be that if you could leave your business, your your corporation, and go have a more enjoyable time in the community and live off of that more or less, you would do that, right? Right. You wouldn't just... Oh, everybody would do that. Everybody would do that, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the corporations would have to rise the occasion. And they would have to say... If we're gonna have these elite little, you know, groups yeah, of I,
2: people, I, I guess I just don't understand how a corporate corporation, for profit, that means every minute counts. For yeah, because they're paying productivity. You for Productivity. Yeah. yeah, like everything's been financed or yeah, financed out. What's a better word? Budgeted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Your time. Your products. Hopefully, your, if
0: they're well run.
2: Oh yeah. So how does that? translate into community where community time essentially doesn't matter right
0: i mean hopefully it will hopefully it will matter but i I know what you mean like so how would
2: you create an assembly line into your idea of this fun having free going i mean you
0: have you have other tools in the toolkit i mean it's it's not just games you also have automation you know so you you want to
2: get rid of the people who. No, I want
0: to get, I think, well, I think, well, not just me, I mean, we all want to get rid of jobs that aren't meaningful and that people can't really invest their passion into. Like, like jobs like, you know, well, yeah,
2: essentially that would be like, like
0: sound engineer or, 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 uh, you know, painter or filmmaker. I mean, these are all jobs that people can give their lives to and they don't require any kind of game narrative to I suppose that's true but like taking out the garbage you still
2: have to have the assembly line to make the paintbrushes or to to create the microphones you still have yeah. to have those people
0: but I mean like a, a craftsman could like design the perfect microphone and then just use some kind of computer infrastructure to, to replicate oh, so so this is just you- on hope well, I Maybe mean, that's but where it's it, going. I mean, there's like algorithms that can write algorithms. There's mm-hmm. machines that make machines. There's I don't know if you saw. There's a robot that can walk around like a person. Sure. Are you, this is where the future's are going. Are you
1: seeing there There isn't enough incentive to push things along at the rate that they need to be moving, or
2: I don't. I don't feel like there's. So everybody needs a job, right?
0: Yeah people so need if, to work. We're not saying that people shouldn't do
2: jobs, nothing. which I think essentially you're doing, you want to eliminate 90%
0: of the jobs. Well, I mean, I, no. No, no I, no, I think we we need to have a good, like a, a sense of perspective like to implement this system, you know, will ostensibly take like years and years and years and years. And, years, and there's going to be and, all kinds of technology advancements. And technology technological advancements and there's going to be so many other things going on. And I guess my thinking is that what we're trying to do could like slowly embed itself and become more and more of a re- reliable utility until eventually it's stable enough in conjunction with everything else that it can start to really be a system that people can rely upon.
1: Yeah. That, and that ties it right back into Facebook, like all of the all of the eliminating jobs and getting rid of all Non-social, benef- socially beneficial work or whatever—all of those are one way it could go, but that's not exactly the way people will take it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they will. Maybe they will.
2: I think you're putting too much emphasis on on jobs. So uh, I think you're always gonna—you're the me. one who brought up jobs. You're <laughs> all, well, I know, but you want to like eliminate the the mind-dulling jobs. I think you have to more enrich people's lives. When they're not at their job
0: uh, yeah I think that's that's really part of it like
2: I, like for example um, like I can't I don't think you can ever get a just do away with jobs that people don't like and people don't want to do hmm. I think you more or less have to change people's way of thinking about their jobs
1: and what they have to do you have to um, make a job well, more I feel like
2: things. I mean I think you're right
0: but it, well yeah you're, you're right I think
1: I feel like there's something to that, but there's something in <clears throat> the, the process that would happen if everyone could choose a job that made them happy, that was mm. fulfilling. If that, if that option were more readily available, then it would it would open up the people, well, it would open up the option to go that route with a job that maybe isn't so fulfilling, but being the one who is doing it might be the fulfilling thing, because there are plenty of people like that who, like being the hero, is all they need to do something hard, mm-hmm. and, <clears throat> and and if like you didn't element. have to choose that, it might open those opportunities for the ones who would.
0: Yeah, I <clears> know. <throat> So one thing that comes to mind when you say that is uh, so the other thing that we do, which is the Connect program, right? We have this voting element, right? Competition. Comp- exactly, it's a competition thing, and it doesn't matter how efficient Connect becomes. We, you know, basically the idea. You know, for those that have no idea what that is, which everyone listening to this would not know, artists bring out their art. And they display it, and towards the end of the night, artists and patrons there they vote on their favorite art. And there's a
2: plug for any artists out there that want to. Oh yeah, if you're artists, down, yeah, to it's <laughs> totally free,
0: <laughs> totally free, in your, yeah. Utah Art Alliance. Utah Art Alliance. Gateway. Uh, Be there and also draw ink gallery. Second Friday of every month. Second Friday and fourth Friday. (laughs) (laughs) That was really seamless. That was a really great plug. Yeah, that That was was really good. I'm I'm enthusiastic all over again. But so the latter half of this event, right, artists and patrons vote for their favorite art. Okay. And the fact is that simply by the game of the, the, like the voting game requires that not everybody wins. Mm Mm-hmm so it doesn't matter how efficient you know our systems of voting become it doesn't matter how fair the system is someone is always not going to win right and so I think that's that's a hard line that you can kind of build a game and a system around and that's an example of to your the reason why I bring this up is because you said that there are some times when people just have to come to terms with reality right and they have to come to terms with the fact that this stinks and this doesn't work I think that there are all kinds of things in, in a healthy functioning world that people can be bumping up against that wall and you know and fighting against without the system itself being fundamentally inefficient. Um, like uh, another thing, like if you're an artist, you know you're you're going to have to bite the bullet and put in the hours to be good at it. You well, know? And there's it's, no it's... amount of games you can play. Or no amount of jobs that you can have or not have that's going to do that work for you. You're mm-hmm. going to have to invest yeah. in the craft.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I know how you don't like how n- not everybody wins and you say that every connect, right? What's your spiel?
0: Well, my, my spiel is, well, I've, I've tried to amend that spiel because I everybody is a winner, but I want to no. more have the point. everybody's not <laughs> a winner. Every, well, What's
1: the point of winning?
0: <laughs> See, that, well, I think that's,
2: you know, that's, I, that's, I, that's where me and you fall short is, is when you don't win, that's what drives you. But, to do better and to improve yourself. If everybody's no, a agree. winner, if yeah. you tell everybody you're doing great, and there's yeah. no need to
0: improve. Well, I, I mean, no, I, I agree with that. Like, I'm not trying to go with, like, some, I uh,
2: That's the problem today is everybody needs <laughs> to be a winner.
0: No. But everybody has to have sufficient, you know, self-respect and a place at the table to be able to, you know, um, to... To well, feel like they can get better. I mean if oh, you just yeah. like lose well, all that's the what time. And, is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Well, if you <laughs> lose all the
1: time, maybe you're not a good artist. Well <laughs> so that's what games are is, yeah. is a little segmented bit of choices that you can you can learn how to make better ones or mm-hmm. maybe go off and harmlessly explore worse choices too and it's just like this nice little vacuum that lets you explore how rules work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. That's true, and and lets you learn. That's one thing I would, did most of my research on was what happens. Yeah, we haven't gotten with, to any of our research. Yeah, it was like uh, a little bit. learning in the terms of competition and and how to well as a little segment of choices, you get to explore everything, and that only works if. The stakes are low enough, and if, um, and if you can make them over and over again, and actually improve yeah. on those well, and choices, and if you can opt in,
0: yeah, if it's mandated, yeah, yeah, if you can like choose, like I want to, like on Tuesday today, I want to. It's Friday actually. On Friday today, I want to go over here and participate in these rules and make these choices. You know, it's... Yeah. So I think opt-in mm-hmm. is hugely important. Mm-hmm.
2: So so I'm just thinking right now. It just came to my mind. In a game, you have a loser, right?
0: Not necessarily. So, so
2: give me a game where there's no loser and everybody's a winner.
0: Um, well, I mean, there's a game where, like, everybody... There's games where everybody can win. And if people don't work together, everybody loses. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be like... Yeah. Um...
2: But there's still that idea that you could lose, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there is uh, so like in a... in the gamification
2: of your community, you're going to have to have people who lose or
0: the entire community. <laughs> not necessarily. Hmm. I mean, like, say that your game... Uh, why, yeah, this why is why what... not
2: necessarily? That's, that's this... what runs the game. That's what makes a game fun is the idea that you're going to lose something. Uh, something some... can be lost. Hmm. And I think that's why. But I mean, it could be like. I think that's why I'm talking about corporations, how they try to gamification and do all this other thing. There's no real essential way that you're going to lose, right? right? You're still going to have to come to work the next day really good point. and work. Yeah. Whereas in a game of Monopoly, if you're winning, you're on an all time high. And essentially. Within, like, what the first 10 minutes, you're gonna know if you're gonna win it or lose it, and then you have two hours <laughs> of just, just sitting around bad, and, then you just, and getting angry. And your psychology
0: angry. just you know spirals and you just lose because you so. Can't. How do you
2: create that in the community? How do you create that competition and hmm. that high of winning and then that low of losing Versus and then trying with, harder? Yeah. Well, I mean, essentially, I think that's how and why games work so well. Yeah. So you have to take that into context. And well, but
0: there, I think that there are many, many different reasons why. I mean, you you bring up a very good point. And I, I think we should try to tackle that. But I think broadly, before I try to tackle that, there are many reasons why games are effective. You know, and just the incentive of winning or losing is is only one of a number of things. Like, I mean, I, like for I, example, I, I understand.
2: I, so I want right to throw down. away some trash, right? I can either just. Put it in the trash can, or we could put a basketball hoop above the trash can, <laughs> and it makes it more fun. I I understand that yeah. flat line of gamification and making everything into a game. Yeah, but the whole round idea of gamifying, making everything a game, I think it would just make everything into regular everyday life, because that's what you expect. That's
0: yeah. So it's so so part of part of the game, right, is to. Create some kind of narrative, and so one of the problems I think with corporate gamification is it, it it doesn't really seem to include quote unquote failure into its narrative. And so, for example, if you do something good at work, you know you get uh, maybe maybe I'm talking at a turn here. Okay, so let uh, let's let, let step back. Okay, let me step back. So yes, step back. <laughs> Step back. Failure is is an ass is a very important aspect of games. Oh, definitely And it's yeah, and so I, I think you can just um, you can create game structures around failure and success and You can incentivize Failure you can incentivize success you can you can you can if you know if you know what all of the possible outcomes are you can Get creative with them in any possible number of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, like, for example, do you remember that uh, that game we did for Connect where we were fundraising? Right,
2: and how many times have we played it since? <laughs> but, uh, well, <laughs> well, hold on, hold on a minute. Okay, hold on a minute. There's a point here. And you're, there okay. is a,
0: and you, you drive, you, you a point I think you need to
2: explain the game to the yeah. listeners. Cause... So
0: here here was the game. So in the nonprofit world, you have to find sponsors to give you money so that you can afford to run your events. Take so. all my money. <laughs> Yeah, that, no, no sponsor, whatever. <laughs> never happen. They would, that would never happen. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, so one of the activities, so called, that every development director who's kind of like a fundraiser has to do, is they have to get a list of local businesses or rich friends, <laughs> and they have to basically hello, <laughs> they have to call these, you know, businesses and rich friends, and ask them for money, basically. And that's, that's how it works. And so the game that we did was we identified all the different steps in that process. Like, you know, get your spreadsheet of names, um, you know, cold call, you know, your businesses and your uh, your rich friends. We didn't have any rich friends. So we just yeah, called businesses. We have no rich friends. And And basically ask them for money. And then what we did with this game is we identified all the possible ways or all the possible... Results of this, like for example, if you call up a business and you say, "Can I have money?" We did it more artfully than this. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I have money? And they can either say yes, um, maybe, just hang up on you, no, or just like outright hang up on you. And you know, within you know, those are kind of like broad categories. But within reason, those are all the things that can happen. um, Ultimately distilled down. And so what we did with that was we the callers was that
2: us being the callers. What Fair. we did was when when we you had a list of what we had to do after we got done with our phone call. Yeah. And if it was a positive ending, we got something positive. Like yeah, exactly, yeah. If it was a negative ending, right. like somebody just hung up the phone, you had to crack an egg on your head.
0: Right. And, yeah, and, like, the worst-case scenario was if uh, one of them was, like, if you didn't get it, if it was an outright no, or if they hung up on you or something, you know, you had to, you know, take some chocolate from a bowl... And fifty percent of that chocolate was chocolate laxative and fifty percent was a Hershey's chocolate. So there's a bit of a you know chance in there. It was a little bit of chance. <laughs> Except
2: I was way too good on the phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were way too good and you got us like ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corey was the best performer and he got like twenty ten, bucks out of yeah. it. Yeah, twenty bucks. <laughs> but the point was, is that even though there was a potential for losing We were able to make that losing fun. We were able to do something creative with that loss.
2: Well, unless you took a laxative, and (laughs) And then it has a whole new dimension. It's fun for your friends.
0: (laughs) Fortunately, no one did that, but it was hilarious. (laughs) But okay, so I mean, so there's two points there. So everybody, or there's going to be failure whenever you're pursuing some objective, right? There's going to be failure. Like either you don't hit the target, or someone else is going to hit the target better. But if you identify that and you come to terms with that and you live with that then you can create funified structures around that or more meaningful structures. And the other thing you said how many times do we play that game? <laughs> well we only played that game once but would you rather play that game and would you rather do would you rather call businesses and play that game or just call businesses and not play any game
2: I guess that's that's true. I'd rather rather play that game. I'd rather Mm -hmm. instead of sit in an office and be by myself
0: and and then just feel like crap when you don't get anything, and then go have to report that you didn't win, (sighs) rather than have just like your whole team and they're doing that with you.
1: Okay, yeah, which has to do with what I was just thinking about in terms of the where's the loss in that kind of a game of the community and everything Mm -hmm. is what if the loss just lose missing out on what's going on was okay. enough of a loss. And what if just everything that was the game really was fun and was rewarding and there wasn't a loss element except for not being involved, not participating? Yeah, cuz that's basically how if you think of Facebook in those terms. Right. How like, they get why people I don't want to delete exactly. Facebook is cuz right. Yeah. You can't don't want to miss out on something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't. They've never really done anything to say like, if you don't click on any ads this month, you'll have to fit the bill for those ads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's you're listening up, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's it's part of a a bigger. Is he even still part of Facebook? Oh yeah, yeah, for now. I thought stuff. the government took over I don't <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs> purely government right now. Okay, so
0: where are we at? Where are we at on games? What what has been left unsaid? I I think we're probably we're at forty five minutes yeah. now. I'm thinking <clears> might shoot for an hour. Hopefully that's not crazy. But where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Are we at? So we're we're trying you, you've, to why we you've kind
2: of sold me on the game idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh kind of kind of okay we're, we're, we're i mean obviously we I won't. guess i i don't understand
2: how you're going to implement them i, don't, I guess we're well, still part. short on go unites idea of implementing games
1: yeah it sounds well if we're if we're beyond convincing that games are a good idea then it sounds like we're on to part two. how do you make a, a good you, game
0: yeah yeah
2: how do you make a good game um if I'm listening right now, I run a nonprofit. Okay. Explain to me what Go Unite will do mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. My nonprofit. You ready for this? Yeah. I paint cantaloupes
1: <laughs> and give <laughs> cantaloupes. them to the elderly. <laughs>
0: Ooh. <laughs> and you actually got you know government approval to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh well, yeah, Why did the it's a service need to the elderly.
0: People. I guess. The, okay. Well,
2: because they don't feel as lonely, you know, they don't have good eyesight. Like pay,
0: like people faces on these. Yeah, I look, up, I look
2: up their family on Facebook, and I duplicate,
0: <laughs> and actually, I put it on a cantaloupe. Actually, this was... is strangely enough, this is flushing out to be a
1: potentially interesting <laughs> idea. <laughs> like. <laughs> Creepy, but they don't feel lonely no. and they can eat it. <laughs> Another one, <laughs> with you feel bad about maybe too. more legs. Still, still <laughs> fruit related or uh, okay, so <laughs> gourd related, but gourd maybe related maybe we up. go with the uh, the teal pumpkin project. Have you heard of the I haven't you know? heard of this. They take pumpkins and you paint your pumpkin teal, like mm-hmm. without uh, out in your jack lantern, okay. Patch yeah, or what? Yeah. Paint a yeah. teal pumpkin, and it's supposed to be like a signal to people with food allergies that you know about food allergies. <laughs> and hey, the, I know about you. The, See my <laughs> pumpkin? I know about you. Ooh, and stay out of us.
2: here. I got I got gluten in my house. <laughs> you in, stay out. What, what, what is the name of this is business,
0: been? Corey? This, this nonprofit, this charity? It's called Can't. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I, yeah, was, I, I, I can't was come it. with a
0: funny the was name right Anyways, yeah, was how are you going to help my? Uh, okay, so here's here's why we're doing this podcast. In my opinion, it's because there is no immediate, easy answer, right? I mean, if we had like a full fledged system and it's been somewhat adopted, and we can sit down with this person and like, you know, talk to them talk to them about their, you know, from all the from things we've done. For- yeah
1: for organizations like that
0: yeah and and kind of help them flesh out their end-to-end system of how they find materials how they reach the elderly how you know what is their data you know we can ask them all just the operational questions then we can help to kind of you know put them into our you know i guess our shared system
1: but i guess that's the but. the description is going through each of those things with with your uh your my, great organization your, yeah. yeah your mighty prestigious <laughs> great yeah we say hey we have my warehouse all these people. of <laughs> retired elderly <laughs> painting faces on uh-huh. oh, d- the <laughs> elderly, elderly, elderly painting? yeah i guess
0: yeah. i misunderstood that part i thought you were oh, yeah. just like you were the painter and you were giving
2: no you think i can paint hundreds of cantaloupe we're no. coming up
0: so you want them to be there so they, they're painting their own family no people this. volunteer oh
1: we're coming up with Okay. No, I programs got I got elder, elderly elderly <laughs> painters
2: that uh-huh. volunteer to come into the warehouse and paint cantaloupes so who's, who's to family? send out to other elderly <laughs> other elderly
1: people. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, I see. So these okay these things has layers. Yeah.
2: So you're telling out. me that you're <laughs> you're gonna come into my warehouse and look over all my stuff and then help me out? Yeah, we will see
1: we what we say, can do. I hey, mean, we have this group here that that goes around and collects uh, old paint. From places, maybe you could okay. use some of it, and then we we have this hub where everyone's coming in. And we say, "Hey, does anyone know how to paint faces really well, or just love to paint faces <laughs> mm-hmm. and on round objects, on, <laughs> round ob- <laughs> on weird well, surfaces?"
0: You, you, yeah. yeah. So we would, yeah, we'd identify how much of what they're doing is like procedural, and how much of what they're doing is like just raw creativity. Okay. And we would def- we would define, define those lines and say, you know, of the things that are purely procedural, and if they don't get done in this way, then your job can't happen. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, like like for example, the thing that I would think would that any of these elderly people could do would be just like sit down with their paints in front of them and paint whatever face that comes to their... I mean, I guess you wanted to like do like... They're trying to paint I mean, I guess families. you can
2: have a selection of faces. You can have,
0: I mean, yeah, as long as we're thinking, mm-hmm. we can, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so you could, and so them sitting down and painting, you don't have to gamify that because that's when they're just, their human instinct comes mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But as far as like every person who's painting has to get X number of paint supplies and they're going to have to have, and all these paint supplies are going to have to be at this table at this time, those are where you're getting to rule structures that you can start to more gamify or automate or, okay. yeah
1: yeah and if you wanted to circle back to making a good game that's something you look for is places where the person again games are just a collection or a series of Mm -hmm. choices and so you put in these meaningful spots for them to use their own agency Mm -hmm. to test their choices out and everything okay that comes in with the with the painting you get to free it up to whatever their interpretation is of of these procedures that have been outlined.
0: Yeah, and if if they fall flat on their face, or like you say, and it's like if it's a crappy game, then you open it up to everyone to try to improve that game.
2: So you're saying I can have like a table that's spray-painted gold, right? It's a paint station. And I can have Gladys and Edith wheelchair (laughs) race... To see who gets the golden you go. table. Yeah, you and now I just gamified. Exactly. work And people want to come. And if come.
0: they're if they're in on that, you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's totally okay. exactly okay. how it would work. If they and then a table. Now here, here's where you come to... in. The problem that the cor- the corporate structure has is Edith and Gladys. Is that what you said, Gladys? Gladys. Is Gladys a name? <laughs> <laughs> they if. In, in the corporate world, they are already your employees. And so you saying, okay, now you guys race over that <laughs> table, that seems like it's ridiculous. Yeah. But if you have like an app of like 30,000 games, you're like, oh, here's a game that us elderly people can play. This sounds fun. And Gladys says, no, that one sounds ridiculous. Well, this one sounds a little better than that one. Let's go play that one. Then it starts to become like more of an arcade and less of just like some weird. I want you to have fun, and you better mm-hmm. have fun, and you better understand okay. why. So it's, so, so yeah. On on the on the end of your nonprofit, we I, we gamify your system, but then we also open it up to competition of games. And so not only is it potentially more fun, but now there are just more opportunities. So if you didn't like racing your wheelchair to the gold table, then you don't have to go play that game. You can go play one of a thousand games.
2: Okay. I can understand it in the nonprofit sense.
0: Yeah, the corporate world would be harder because mm-hmm. corporate. Because in theory, the corporate world are filled with people that are What's hopefully for- somewhat passionate about their job how, and don't how need extra I understand. incentive. And
2: solving it would be to companies that are just starting out now mm-hmm. to try to encourage them to be more for benefit and have money as a resource. Instead of the main goal, because I think corporations now money's the main goal. Yeah. So if you're trying to have, and I think that's the only way you would install anything would be new corporations. Yeah. And and they would just weed
1: out under the older corporations Mm -hmm. would have to die out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny you bring that up. That sounds morbid. I think today or yesterday Uber announced that they're gonna. Start a um, on-demand. No, that would be smart. Uh, Maybe we're like costumes instead. An on-demand staffing agency, so companies could uh, request a worker, just like an Uber, and oh, they would wow. show up and do the thing, like a staffing agency, but just on-demand. On really on yeah,
0: yeah. So walk me through that again. So they would.
1: Do what? So just like ordering an Uber, you say where you need it and where you need it to take oh, okay. you. okay. So and they're doing this with So people. in here just you say, yeah, you okay. just say, I need someone who can do this. I like that a lot. On this day. Yeah. yeah. And you just order it <laughs> like a ride. And yeah. And all my in little thing.
2: small ventures. Yeah. There's times where I need extra help, but there's no way mm-hmm. I could hire somebody.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of just an... It, a twist on TaskRabbit and and Tasker and all the other apps that tried to do that exact same thing but more but odd jobby. Yeah. 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 And this is more from the sounds of it, it sounded more like for corporate things that had a way to to do that. Less freeform things of just showing up and mm-hmm. and raking something up or something. So like that, like maybe the that's the future. Maybe corporations oh, yeah. are
2: totally the future. Are not, you know. You work for this corporation. You go here every day. Maybe there's you,
1: you have exactly this skill set. Yeah. You can yeah. go yeah. wherever you want. Yeah, I think that's yeah.
0: totally breaking apart. Yeah, and so I think uh, communities need a solution, you know, like that, and that I, makes it more, kind of more about the kind of the experience. And
1: I keep hearing that, and I've heard it a couple times just this week of. How, um, or predictions about how the future of work would look more like, um, more episodic and mm. less like, you made it and then mm-hmm. you're finished or anything. It's yeah. like you kind of learn and and use your skills in a whole bunch of ways all over yeah. the place.
0: That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: As long as you're not getting run out of oh, a
0: good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, things that have to be done to make sure that this isn't just some tech dystopian. Yeah. You know, we're all on a computer kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because just talking about the staffing through Uber, you have all these liability things for for a huge chunk of the jobs in the world. They yeah. insist on putting you through, like, three weeks of training right. that's specific to their brand and their and their company but with that i mean uber can't even can't even get my uber eats guy to not <laughs> steal my pasta <laughs> <laughs> and you know why that or is get my pot stickers back
0: <laughs> it's because that person doesn't care sufficiently about their community and they're not grounded in any kind of deeper responsibility
2: but i think you'll always have those people i don't think you do away with that
0: no, but well, I, I don't know that you can or you can't. But I mean, if you identify what is going on and what their reasons are for doing it,
1: yeah,
2: it's because they're a bad person.
0: I,
1: see, I don't know that the I
0: don't know that there's such a thing as a bad person.
2: Oh, definitely
1: is a a bad person. But with that's people, one thing I was looking at with all these, um, all these different things that people like as a part of a game. Like I I heard about this one game, looking into kind of how social dealings work into games Mm -hmm. there's this one that is kind of a strategy game real time strategy game where you're moving armies around and you're playing as some country's loyalty or royalty and you kind of have all these this network of people that you interact with and the forums for the game have kind of turned into these uh blog post novellas about what's happened with like this royal family and and (laughs) all of the intrigue that came out of it and so great there's like the actual game yeah and within the game there's the social part of it and the war part of it yeah and then within the social part of it there's this whole sect of people who've turned it into like (laughs) Like pleading, why must there be war? Start. Why can't we yeah.
0: stop? And then, like, yeah. just through like this conversation, they just stop the main part and of the game, which is the war. Yeah, and and <laughs> She's it's fire. completely Please, about think of the children. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the game
1: after, just like yeah. negates itself. Yeah, but <laughs> but there's always some aspect for someone, even if it is just completely. uh I don't, I don't even know yeah, I, working I, yeah, against I, yeah. what everyone else is doing that yeah, could like be the a trickster spirit yeah. mm-hmm. huh.
0: no, I think there will always be and
2: that's organic that, that evolved organic
0: yeah and as long you as you have to game... also there will always be you know people being weird and you know doing things that aren't part of the system but I think a lot of our current understanding of like bad people you know mean people stupid people it, it all has more roots I just thinking how inefficient society is as a whole.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I can agree with that. If, if you're, you're trying to understand why somebody does what they do and then yeah. go back on that and solve the problem. Yeah, But I think there's just something that we've all been born with in our DNA that essentially wants us to do wrong.
0: I think there's, there's going to be a mischievous streak. I I mean, we're actually coming up we'll on an hour kids. here. Do we have any... Sorry.
1: Well, this was just bringing it full circle on my... <laughs> whole end of thoughts was how you might want to go against everything and just work against the entire system and see if you can break it and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but that came up in so I was thinking if everyone's involved in this and we're collecting all this information about how you do things and all of that then privacy starts mm-hmm. to come into play.
0: Oh, that'll be a fun discussion.
1: Yeah. And and so there was this great talk i heard um i wrote his name down it was uh, glenn greenwald i think but sounds like a superhero (laughs) but he was talking about uh why privacy is important Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, there's this kind of mentality that if you don't do bad things you don't have anything to hide and so mm-hmm. you shouldn't care about who has your information or anything. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. But, I don't agree with that. Yeah, but there needs to be, his argument is that there needs to be this space for people to experiment with their choices and everything like a game. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, yeah, we might have to game. do Games,
0: two. <laughs> yeah. games yeah. Part
1: 2. Yeah. Games Part 2. To kind of learn and and, yeah. and try to change that again. And yeah, so yeah, that no, your mistakes
2: don't have real world consequences yeah, yeah and that's
0: and that's one of the big things that games are used for is to simulate reality and I guess Go Unite's hope is to take that a step further it. and augment and work with yeah, mm-hmm. reality
2: well I hope our listeners enjoyed today's podcast
0: yes I know we enjoyed <laughs> I, I know <laughs> our <laughs> monotone voices I hope <laughs> you were
2: able to follow us all the way to the end
0: yeah we uh, what fun what, what great fun. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, I'm not sure what our next topic will be, but I'm looking forward to that discussion. Um,
1: we're going to have it.
0: Yeah, we're certainly going to have it. We're certainly going uh, to come to this room and talk to each other again. <laughs> Maybe have a friend. All right, well, yeah, Michael House. See you later, everybody. Bye bye.